Mlele manga pusanda kufulu wa kumsagasu sakbingelele sekwa mgele. Umshaka 19 March 2019, sila ite gwin eka kasin, sila ite ben ICC. Sigui kokta indaba, sizobo nage ikurumi zechu, eza shuga shugene. Buga ngoba, ukona ungongosho zo kubusa ngubamsana guzwelong, utokta zweli mkize. So pinde futi gwi paneli yetu, sibe nabo abani ngabe shugene. Buga ngoba, omunyozo sechuleli nkulumu, ulo Oko, eh, ya kwa trejari eh, mnumza nusmiso makakula wamonye futu uwe kudu mesiz lindelo suguinuwa na mtlanji eh, umeya unto mentle no mfundo penelope mkulis uomunye wabante suba lindele futu kutinabu basi chule linkulumu eh, ganyigene ungongosh eh, wazo kubusa ngukubamsana kusifundazo sa kwa zulu natali ungoskazi unomusa tube ngube koto kwa manje asie kona lapa ya stage siozwa ugutige ungongosh utokta zueli mkize yenagwe ya ke inkulumu uspate Thank you very much, colleagues, our program director. Thank you. The MEC for Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs. MEC Nomsa Dube, the mayor, the mayor of Eteguini, who is also the deputy president of Salga, Councillor Zetarti Kumede, the mayor of King Kajwayo District Municipality, Councillor Mkulisi, mayor of Mkanyagute, District, Councillor Mkombo, Mayor of Mshatuze, Councillor Mshongo, Mayor of Reinkonyeni Municipality, Councillor Mkwebu, the Heads of Departments present, Mr. Tubane, as well as Mr. Makakula, our Auditor General, Mr. Kimi Makwetu, the Chairperson of the Institute for Local Government Management of South Africa, Dr. Mgubane, all mayors present, speakers, ex-com members, councillors in general, chief whips, Amakosia Senjunkulu, municipal managers and other officials from the various municipalities and all members of the fraternity of the local government sector. I want to say thank you to the MEC and the province for inviting me to be part of this very important Indaba. And I want to reiterate as well the importance of this local government sector, the sector for local governance in amongst the three spheres of our government, as well as the center for integration of departmental services. It's important for us to know that when government aims at fighting, crime, fighting poverty, inequality, and unemployment, we see local government's sphere as being in the forefront in that fight. Being the one that is given the responsibility to ensure that we render the basic services to our people and improve their lives for the better 
but at the same time also contribute to economic growth through ensuring that we attract the much-needed investment into our own areas. It's important for us to always remember that our role is to provide the basic services of water, sanitation, electricity, refuse removal, and also to support other services such as health, education, social development, and other services that make our lives, the lives of our people better in their own environment. It's also important that we must focus on the fact that we have a responsibility to fight crime, to fight fraud and corruption in our areas, as well as ensuring that we maintain the protection of our environment. These are the basic responsibilities that if municipalities were to fulfill, these would help to build, bring back the dignity of our people. We must also be reminded that local government is the face of government. Whatever you want to say or do, people will always think about their local government first before they think of the provincial and national government. So if their local government is doing well, then of course the provincial and national government must be doing well. But if our local government is not doing well, what is the use of worrying about the provincial and national government anyway? So the issue therefore is you have the responsibility to project the face of a caring and compassionate government which is also accountable and, tra and transparent, which is always in touch with the concerns of our people and responsive to all those concerns of, uh, of our people. And if you remember that we as local government have been put in place as a reflection of the will of our people, as well as to ensure that wherever we are, we should be the response to the challenges that our people face at different levels. And therefore, our role in the maintenance of peace, harmony, social harmony, nation building, and social cohesion becomes very, very important. And this takes us to the question of why good governance and sound financial management becomes the crux of how you should be well-defined. Last year, we welcomed the audit improvements in some of the municipalities and expressed serious concern about those that had regressed in the light of the 2016 and 2017 audit report released last year in May 2018. The audit outcome reflected the results of the first, first year of the newly elected councils after the redemarcation of municipalities from 278 to 257, and the local government elections held on the 2016. We were happy about the fact that 33 municipalities had received unqualified audit opinions with no findings on 2016 and 2017 and expressed concern over the general regression of the audit outcomes. We also noticed that from the AG's report that 145 or 56% of the municipal audit outcomes were classified as unqualified this represented a solid base for national and provincial government 
support programs to improve financial management. We're encouraged as well that the ongoing efforts were there to improve the audit outcomes. There were still municipalities that still were able to get to do things right and became exemplary. This was especially encouraging at the time when the AG's audit report represented a period when two-thirds of the council had just been elected into new councils. And as you know, almost two-thirds of the councils were new and about probably just 28% of the councillors were experienced returning councillors. Following the analysis of the nature, on the nature of allegations reported to the Department of Corktown 2017-2018, an assessment of forensic reports below were the key common features of the manifestations that were identified. Now you have just had the MEC going through the latest of the reports, which does suggest that whereas we had concerned in the previous um, report that the latest report is the one that's showing overall regression on literally all the provinces. From what I've seen, no province has not experienced any regression. And the causes have not changed. Amongst them are issues of tenders or procurement irregularities. This becomes a matter of very serious concern to us to show that having been point, pointed out or highlighted in the previous audit report, it still remains a factor in the subsequent reports, meaning we have not learned from those, from those uh, 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 negative reports. The issues of appointment irregularities still persist. Issues of nepotism, issues of theft of cash still persist. Issues of irregular, wasteful, and unauthorized expenditure still persist. The, audit, uh, the AG's audit outcome is a very useful uh, yardstick to gauge the general performance of municipalities. Municipalities must use this to ensure that they improve in their financial management, and poor financial management is a major contribution contributing factor to dysfunctionality and poor service delivery. Some people argue that, uh, yes, um, good audit outcomes don't necessarily equate to good service delivery. Now, I'm saying good service delivery and good audit outcomes are not mutually exclusive, and we would like them to, pet, to be paired together. Now, we've seen the symptoms and causes of distress or poor service delivery. Everything is related now. It's unlikely that you will have negative audit outcomes and then you still have very good service delivery all the way. Something does not uh, mix. And therefore, it's important to always know that for us, it's an indication that you are moving towards a, 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 a stage of dysfunctionality if you are continuously having de de deteriorating audit outcomes. Political instability and weaknesses in governance are two primary causes of poor service delivery at municipal level. Affected municipalities often, often display the following challenges. Lack of capacity, capacity to plan, to deliver, to operate, 
and to maintain infrastructure. And as a result, you will find a lot of infrastructure has got no budget for maintenance and therefore breaks down at each and every level, and that's what causes infuriations or infuriation of communities. Service delivery backlogs, this can be a problem of bad planning, but it can, of course, be a problem of insufficient um, resources. But in the absence of good planning, you can't even reach the point of dealing with the inadequacy of the resources. Then poor quality of infrastructure, poor infrastructure, carrying capacity or maintenance, and this again gets to be exacerbated because a number of municipalities have got very old, uh, degenerated infrastructure. But if they have capacity to plan or even to prepare maintenance budget, it makes it even difficult to refurbish such decaying uh, infrastructure. And low service reliability index, fraud and corruption, political instability, and killing of councillors and officials. Now this one is one issue that this province of KwaZulu-Natal has been very badly known for. The highest number of councillors have been killed in this province. If my memory serves me well, we're probably closer to 40 of those since 2012. And a number of officials in municipalities have also been uh, killed. Now, this is beyond the countless threats and intimidation that gets reported, which includes situations where uh, outsiders get into government offices and begin to interfere in the processes of government uh, operations such as procurement committee meetings, etc. And these are the kinds of things that are a, a, a reflection of deterioration in the management of, municipal, uh, of, of municipalities. We have to say to ourselves that by the time you get to the point where there are deaths, killings, intimidations, you must know you have veered so far out away from what normal governance should be able to provide. We should be able to show us long before things go wrong what needs to be corrected and how to correct it. And of course, we still have the problems of uh, old apartheid spatial planning, which still affects our people and other uh, issues which may not be a big issue in this province, such as illegal municipal investments, such as the VBS um, investment that took almost 1.6 billion rand. Then, of course, other issues or processes and systems for citizen engagements, which are generally weak. And uh, in, uh, in particular municipalities, the municipalities that are said to be dysfunctional tend to have a higher level of uh, community protests. Again, in this province, uh, the number of protests has also been increasing, and countrywide, the number has been increasing since 2004. Uh, you've moved from something like 60 or so, um, 60 or so um, outrests reported around 2004, uh, up to the figure which is close to 180 um, protests per annum which is what we have now, and 83% of them are violent. 
Now, when people move to a point where they believe that they'll be better ahead if they're violent, they burn something, burning barricades and blockading roads and uh, disrupting normal communal life and uh, traffic, then we must know that we actually have a huge gap between the municipal leadership and those uh, communities because it is generally about services that are within their reach that we expect that there should be a way of communicating issues so that we might be able to resolve the standoff long before it breaks up into a violent protest. And so this is an area that we see as being a matter of concern. And in fact, an analysis that was done on all of these protests uh, indicated that the two most common, the commonest cause of protests that are responsible for between 40 and 45 percent of protests is a perception or allegations of corruption and attitude towards the councillor. Those two together will give you 40 percent of the protests. The rest of the other causes of protests are related to provision of water, services, electricity, etc., etc., housing, etc., etc. But these two are things that are more about the attitude that gives you about 40% of the, of the protest, which basically says to us, once you start seeing that, it, might, it does indicate it's an issue of a rising trust deficit between the um, communities and the municipal leadership. On governance interventions, Municipalities with weaknesses in governance and corporate management functions such as financial management, human resource management, or supply chain management also tend to experience difficulties in service delivery and increasing corruption activities. We actually have noticed that councillor attacks and attacks on officials in municipalities tends to be related to reports of irregularities procurement infringements, and some degree of uh, corruption that uh, is uh, reported in the particular municipality. COCTA at national level is providing support through governance and financial interventions. These will include the following, recruitment and selection of competent management in critical senior positions and to enforce compliance with the Municipal Systems Act and its regulations on competence requirements. Secondly, compulsory utilization of our database on employees dismissed for misconduct, fraud, corruption, and blacklisting of those. The objective is to realize professionalization of local government administration and to enable municipalities to perform their, their constitutional obligations. During the 2017 and 18 Financial year, 423 appointments were concluded with competent and suitably qualified senior managers. But we have actually blocked appointment of uh, uh, municipal managers where they were found to have been involved in irregularities in other municipalities where they'd performed, where, where they'd been employed before. We've also taken measures to ensure that senior staff who are dismissed in one municipality do not occupy a position in another municipality will follow them through. So we still insist that the municipalities must report um, all of these activities so that we can keep, it, uh, keep our database updated. 
We also have been following up on the issue of the implementation of forensic reports, uh, findings, and insisting on consequence management and accountability by municipal councils. We're also focusing on strengthening the collaboration with law enforcement agencies, such as the HOAX, SIU, SARS, regarding investigations and prosecution of transgressors. And in this case, we actually have a collaboration that makes um, COCTA to be able to review the reports that have been done in the municipality with a view to ensuring that we are able to align the decisions taken by the municipality with whether there's a need for further investigations and prosecutions, and that we do in collaboration with those agencies. Professionalization of the human resource component and corporate systems and processes. So, for example, issues of performance management system, bloated organograms, and so on. We've been through a number of municipalities to give them a sense of the right sizing. If you have a municipality of this size, uh, and this budget, this is the relative size of municipality, uh, uh, of, of established staff establishment you should be having. So as to avoid a situation where we just have an unlimited size of a, a, a municipal establishment. In some instances, it's not necessarily something that happened uh, with the uh, aim of the municipality is when you've got a number of municipalities amalgamated with all top structures that need to be fused into one and that must now be downsized to the right size for the municipality. We've also engaged leadership at various levels to address the issues of political infighting, stability, instability and political killings through working with law enforcement agencies and mandating structures. And some of you would be aware that we have actually had a few times where the team of the Interministerial Committee on the, um, Justice and crime prevention, crime, crime prevention and Security have been into this province to try and crack the problem of um, you know, murders of councillors where there were very low le level of arrests of those who were involved. And so we have taken this matter quite seriously and our MINMEC has sat down to send through a message to the um, JCPS cluster uh, about our concern on this matter. And this, we believe that is beginning to show quite a lot of good results because there's been quite an improvement in the arrest and investigation, whereas over a long time we had seen, uh, you know, uh, in spiraling murders but not a matching number of arrests. On the area of financial management interventions, COCTA and National Treasury set up a joint, a joint teams to work with their provincial, provincial counterparts to address the following priority areas. <clears throat> the support of, support the development of credible funded and cash back budgets. In one province we went to um, more than 50% of their budgets were not cash backed and were to get them to start afresh, redo this and get them back to the council. And we believe that this is a very important issue because that's one of the first areas that causes the disqualification <clears throat> from uh, the Auditor General's um, uh, assessment process. And then of course we've introduced development of uh, simplified revenue generation plans. Any 
municipality for it to be viable, it must have a, a very strong revenue generation program. And where there isn't, uh, it becomes already a, 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 a sign that that municipality is going to be going down because uh, municipalities need to be able to aim at surviving beyond the transfers from national government through their own resources. There are a few municipalities that we know <clears throat> that structurally would tend to be non-viable because of very poor revenue base, but most of the municipalities are actually deteriorating when they have a base and some of them even eroding on their revenue um, reserves. And then we look at the issue of supporting development of financial recovery plans and to monitor expenditure and procurement processes, as well as supporting with implementation of the post-audit action plans and the implementation of the M-score and strong focus that will also be paid on uh, reversing negative audit outcomes. We here have said we will not tolerate disclaimers. We're also focusing on institutional capacity. COCTA is implementing the following measures to increase institutional capacity, to monitor the functionality of municipalities, uh, or, or, or municipal, municipal oversight committees such as the audit uh, committees or the municipal public accounts committees, and promote the leadership and institutionalization of the code of conducts of councillors and officials in order to promote accountability and consequence management, ensuring that ward committees are established and functional, and ensure that municipal community complaints management system are in place and communities actively participate in the governance processes of the municipality. Working with National Treasury and SALGA, these efforts are currently being implemented in municipalities to improve financial management. Strengthening municipal oversight structures such as the Municipal Public Accounts Committee and Municipal Public Disciplinary Boards of 10 municipalities with the highest unauthorized, irregular, fruitless, and wasteful expenditure. We've decided to focus on those and we have to expand it to others later. The councillors serving in these structures have been receiving training since November 2017 and the development of audit action plans for municipalities with adverse and disclaimer audit opinions to address the root causes of the audit findings. And the progress has been noted here since the engagement started in 2017 November. Improving compliance with supply chain management processes through the use of the central supplier database on the office of the chief procurement officer to prevent awarding municipal contracts to public servants as this has also been highlighted by the Auditor General. Management tools such as the guides and circulars, financial management capability, maturity model, financial norms and indicators, MPEG guides and toolkits, standard operating procedures and others have been developed and are being implemented to address the gaps in the internal, in the internal controls and financial management which promote non-compliance with the Municipal Finance Management Act. So we want to focus also on building the ideal municipality. COCTA is striving to achieve the ideal municipality, which is one that, is, that contains the following ingredients. It provides democratic and accountable government for local communities, 
which will be responsive to the needs of the local community, which will ensure the provision of services to communities in a sustainable manner, which will promote social and economic development, which will promote safe and healthy environment, <clears throat> to, which will also ensure, encourage the involvement of communities in matters of governance, which will facilitate a culture of public service and accountability among staff and assign clear responsibilities to the municipal management and ensure the coordination of administrative units and mechanisms. <clears throat> we do want to say that it is not difficult to see a municipality that is not operating according to these uh, uh, guidelines that I've just indicated. If you walk around the cities and you see the dirt and the filth, the dumping, and the rats running all over, you know that there's something wrong with the municipality. It's actually a reflection of the leaders of that municipality. We have gone all out now with President last week, going out to launch the campaign on the promotion of the good green deeds Basically to say, we have as leadership a responsibility to clean the environment and make sure that our municipalities are clean. And you don't need to look for all the audit reports. If you see the debt on the street, then you know that the municipality is not, proper, is not operating properly. It's a very simple, basic issue. And of course, if you've got leaks from the, from the pipes and the taps, then you know that the municipality is actually not doing what it's supposed to be doing. In one case, I had a community going to take over the cleaning up of a water processing plant, and they brought me a photo of the valves, you know, the valve when we move from a reservoir into the main line of water supply, that valve is supposed to be serviced and therefore turned on and off and the trees had grown through the valve. And if you look around that, you will realize that you don't need to go into the municipal administrative offices to see whether they're doing what they're supposed to be doing or not. In some instances, I've been approached by businesses who have said that this filth, the, the refuse that is lying around is actually affecting the property uh, prices. And so many of their clients are actually vacating the town simply because of the debt and how the place is becoming very neglected. And so when we talk about the need for us to focus on good governance, we're not wanting to go into your books and see, we want to see the streets must show that there's good governance here. So when the sanitation is spilling over, sewage is spilling over in, uh, in the streets, in the townships, and people are complaining about that, you don't need to have an AG, Auditor General's report, to actually reflect that. You already know that there's neglect in the management of that particular municipality. So when you get negative audit outcomes, 
we want you to realize that we're not actually saying that's a problem of the clerks and the financial and the accounting uh, accounts office or the chief financial officer. It is actually the responsibility of the mayor, the municipal manager, the deputy mayor, the councillors, the exco, the speaker, and everybody. If they are not watching on the governance, you are you should expect that the audit outcomes are going to be negative. It's not a magic. It's something that you must know. It is as logical as all of that. And this Indaba is coming here to say to you, you have to take responsibility. You have to take responsibility for how your municipality performs in the eyes of the residents, even before you have to try and satisfy the Auditor General. The Auditor General is at the last, the last ones to comment. Where the Auditor General will come with good outcomes, the citizens would have told you long before that you are doing well. And this is the point of this INDAP, that we are here to say you have to take responsibility. Improving governance and accountability is not a theoretical issue, it's an issue of a day-to-day -day taking account of how the municipality operates. So, we had a meeting two weeks ago with the Auditor General, and when we saw the whole deterioration, <coughs> excuse me, on the audit outcomes, we have then committed COCTA to partner with the Department, with the Auditor General in the implementation of the Public Audit Act, effectively meaning that it will have to be COCTA first acting before even there is a need for the Auditor General coming into the scene. So when there are explanations needed and a number of days expected as to when the responses must come to explain why things have gone wrong, COCTA will be in the forefront to ensure that all our prescripts of governance in terms of our uh, MSA or MFMA are complied with ahead of time. Here, our focus in, is on consequence management. We are quite convinced that if there's no deterrent to the negative audit outcomes and regressions of audit outcomes, there can never be an improvement in those outcomes. It has to be aligned in the absence of any disincentives or consequence management, then there's no way this situation is going to be arrested. And therefore, we've come to say we would like the leaders of the municipalities to take responsibility to lead the municipalities out of these negative outcomes. It is your responsibility, and we believe it is not something that we must delegate to the next layer. It needs to be understood that there are a number of instances where the decisions from the political structure of council could actually have led to the problems with the audit outcomes. It is also must be understood that the lack of action of the decision-making of the decision council 
over those who might have neglected their responsibility might be the reason why you have got negative audit outcomes. Now, if there is no one taking responsibility, we must know that we may as well forget about the Auditor General having to inspect our books. And by the way, the Auditor General is not here as a policeman to say who has done wrong. The Auditor General is here to confirm that you do what you are obliged to do by law by virtue of occupying your position as leaders of the, of the municipality. You are the first ones to take responsibility of what the laws expect you to do and how you expect you to behave. As a consequence thereof, you then comply with the laws and then the Auditor General merely confirms that you have done so. So it's not so much that the Auditor General is here to check who's done the wrong thing. You are the ones who are supposed to do the right things and ensure that those who don't are acted upon. And when that does not happen, the Auditor General will not hide it. So this idea that you'll suddenly have people feeling that, uh, oh, the Auditor General is coming and you must worry and so on, it basically means that we've already long neglected our responsibility. And therefore, this possibility that you can have threats given um, to members of the AG's office is completely unacceptable. We will never tolerate it. And be aware that we did find about that in a few municipalities, and we have actually gone all out to put a whole security blanket around the uh, Auditor General, and we have gone on even, in fact, to ensure that the Minister of Police the Minister of Intelligence, the Minister of COCTA, and the Premiers, and the MECs of and Treasury, and MECs, all of them come together to say, we want to find out who's issued the threats against the Auditor General. If we can ever allow threats to the Auditor General's office, we're basically paralyzing government ourselves. And we can never allow it. And so be aware that when we find anyone involved in those issues, we expect you to be the ones who act upon those kinds of uh, transgressions as the leaders of the municipalities. We've also strengthened our legislation. I'm sure some of you would have noticed a few weeks ago where we've put up an amendment that actually enforces the time period within which municipal, the public, uh, uh, um, uh, municipal public uh, audit committees must view the forensic reports, so that reports can't just disappear and lie in the shelf. They must be acted upon, and COCTA takes a keen interest on all of those so that we are able to monitor that something is being done on all of those. We will not uh, tolerate disclaimers. We're putting all these teams, but we cannot have a situation that we have seen in a number of provinces where Either you've got municipalities that will have disclaimer after disclaimer after disclaimer, but you're still keeping the same municipal leadership. How do you keep the same people if they're dragging the municipality to that kind of audit outcome? And then, of course, others that go into Section 139.1b, and they don't improve. They want to go, they, they, get, they keep getting back to that system, and you still don't change the people who are in charge. There has to be consequences. And the point we're making to you is that we have gone past the point where we need to be, you know, uh, 
talking about this, we're at a point where we expect action on your behalf, on, 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 from your side. And so, at this moment, as we are here, we will be sending a number of teams uh, to come and assist. There's a difference where there's lack of capacity, where you need someone to come and help to build the systems and strengthen the capacity. It's different to a situation where there's no will. So lack of will requires action. Lack of capacity requires support. And there's a difference between the two. And we're going to be making that difference fairly strong. Because what we have seen on the deteriorating audit outcomes, it basically indicates that we are not making a distinction between the two. Where there's a need for improvement of capacity, we should be able to deal with that and there must be time frames associated with it. But where there's a deterioration, we expect that there should be the uh, matching actions that will ensure that we can correct this. So now, fortunately, therefore, the public uh, audit uh, act that's been put in place is going to ensure that your MFMA begins to have stronger teeth, is going to make sure that action is taken. And all we're saying is that you are the ones who are leading the municipalities. We expect you to be able to be in the forefront in the implementation of the legislations that will correct the audit outcomes at municipal level. And with all of that, we want to say to you that it is the mayor, the deputy mayor, the speaker, the exco, the chief whip, the MM, the senior executives, all of whom must take responsibility. We don't believe that things go wrong simply because you've got a junior official there on the ground who has done wrong things. We actually believe it's either the lack of oversight or the wrong decisions that are taken at the senior level that result in this. Because if it was not, then those who are at the senior level would be in a position to correct those and take action on those who have taken the wrong actions. We are saying to you, the last year, President Ramaphosa went all out to invite investors to various municipalities to come into the country to invest. And when we meet with all of the investors, they raise the issue of, can we invest in a municipality which has got regressing audit outcomes? Can we invest in a municipality where sewage management is unprofessional? In one instance, we had an investor who is responsible for 65% of the GDP of the municipality, saying we are ready to expand the investment. But the municipality did not have capacity to expand their sewage plant and water supply. And so the investment is stalled, simply because of that situation. We have court cases now of municipalities where not only have the investors taken ESCOM to court because municipalities have, are owing ESCOM and therefore ESCOM is terminating, suspending services to various municipalities. They've gone all out to now say we actually can hold ESCOM by a court order interdict from 
disconnecting our, our electricity. But we think that the performance of the municipality is so bad that we are more at risk with them than with ESCO. Now, these are the serious issues that we have to deal with. And we are saying it does not need the Auditor General to show us that. You already know if you are in there. And all we are requesting you is to turn this whole situation around. We believe it's possible to do that, but we believe that it needs you to take responsibility and be accountable. And so this endeavor is about being practical. What are you going to do to turn the audit outcomes in your situation? Because it's not just audit outcomes. It's all about the management of the entire municipality. In some instances, the problems have got to do with uh, difficulties in inviting or getting investors in simply because just the processes of rezoning and licensing is so inefficient that people decide they must rather go to another municipality or go to another country. And these are the things that have to be corrected because if you want to see growth, most of the problem that you are seeing in the, in the communities is fundamentally having poverty and high unemployment and inequality as the cause that's creating community distress. And for us to correct that, we need the municipalities to be in the forefront to help us to turn around the economy in each and every one of those areas. Now, can we then do that? In one of the areas, we had government coming in to invest in industrial parks. But of course, because of the problems of governance, then uh, the industrial park gets bent down. These are the issues that when we have to intervene, we need to know that you have a very, very strong role to play for whatever interventions can come from either government at provincial and national level or from investors that we're trying to invite to come into your municipalities. And so we'd like the mayors, the speakers, and all the councillors to know that you are the champions for investment. What you do and how you run your municipality will stand as a disincentive or a recommendation for more investment to come into your municipality. And all we're saying to you is that this issue about audit is just a measure of how far objectively we can show the deterioration or the, the, the uh, compliance with the uh, necessary regulations. But by the time that happens, we all know where we are. And so we're saying today is about taking responsibility and being accountable. Thank you very much. Lawage beguwu ngongoshe wezo kubusa kubamsana kuzolonke utokotela uzweli mkizi upeteke ukokta nkulumoge enoshonzele lubutu bekasin ngekabangu tisa kubega manje siyotola loyo o inchogo yomiyango wezo kupatwa kwe imali kwa treasure umnumza nusmiso makakul asubwele kone stage sizu kutige usbegelea.